Welcome to our podcast, Growing Give and Take Kids, Power Traits for Life. This program is brought to you by Victoria Kendall Hodson and Mary Emma Willis of Reflective Educational Perspectives. They are founders of the Learning Success Institute and Solomar Academy Independent Study Program. They are also co-authors of Discover Your Child's Learning Style and Self-Portrait Power Traits Assessment. Their mission is to give parents and teachers the tools to empower kids to thrive in the real world by focusing on their strength, or as they call it, power traits. Please visit powertraitsforlife.com or reflectiveed.com for more information. Welcome back to Growing Give and Take Kids, Power Traits for Life. I'm Mary Emma, and today's episode is about solution-focused versus blame-focused interactions. So what do I mean by solution-focused versus blame-focused? Well, a solution-focus keeps attention on how a problem can be handled in the present. Blame-focus brings up the past and tries to find out who or what caused the problem and what should be done to that person who caused the problem. The results? Solution-focused kids are much more likely to feel capable in a learning situation, or any situation for that matter, while blame-focused kids are often afraid and can become withdrawn or resistant or rebellious. Kids who are raised with solution-focused problem-solving instead of punishment develop the ability to keep going in the face of setbacks. Now, athletes are well-trained at solution-focused problem-solving. Every roadblock to a basket, a goal, a finish line is faced positively and energetically to keep momentum going toward whatever the goal is. The belief is always that the roadblock is is surmountable. Sorry, the belief is always that the roadblock is surmountable. Well, when parents see their kids' school problems or issues as surmountable, that there can be a positive way to work with them, then they can stop negative patterns of interaction and teach their kids how to find win-win outcomes. As a side effect, this also strengthens their relationships with each other. So let's look at an example of a parent-child interchange. If your child is not turning in homework, let's say, for example, a blame-focused approach would be to label the misbehavior, find out what your child was doing instead of doing homework, make threats, and determine some kind of consequence for the misbehavior. The interchange might go like this. You're being so irresponsible. What are you doing during the time you're supposed to be doing homework? You're never going to amount to anything if you don't learn to be responsible. I'm taking away your phone until you start doing what you're supposed to do. A solution-focused approach starts with the situation at hand, does not label or threaten, and invites the child to be part of the solution. So that interaction might go like this. When I heard that you weren't turning in your homework, I felt disappointed. You must be a little anxious yourself about getting behind in your work. What do you think could be done about the situation? Your tone, 
facial expression and posture are important. Avoid sarcasm and indignation. If you are truly asking for participation in this problem-solving process, regardless of how old the child is, he or she will probably have useful ideas about how to do things differently. Sometimes the ideas can be kind of silly or far-fetched, except those two. If you collect four or five ideas from the child and add a couple of your own and maintain a friendly tone throughout, you and your child are likely to come up with something that will work for each of you. A solution determined in this way has a longer lasting effect than a punishment does. Finding solutions together is an effective way to share responsibility for the outcomes of difficult situations. Don't be tricked into thinking that you must be in charge and know all the answers for how to do things right. And don't be tricked into thinking that it is your job to find out who is wrong and who should be punished. As you work together with your child to find solutions, you'll be pleasantly surprised at the changes that occur. Now let's look at a classroom example. To give you an idea of how this approach works in a classroom, consider a situation in which some students are too noisy. Teachers often apply blame-focused consequences, such as write the names on the board, make them stay after school, take points away, uh, take away time from, from, from recess, or the student has to sit outside the classroom door. Well, what would solution-focused ideas look like? Maybe have a buddy tap them on the shoulder to remind them to be quiet, or the teacher could ring a bell when it gets too noisy, or the teacher could turn off the light if it gets too noisy. And even better than the teacher deciding, have a class meeting to come up with solutions and agreements as a class. Unlike blame-focused consequences, solutions offered by kids are solutions that they're willing to try and to support. When you practice solution focus, your kids learn how to problem solve and their confidence will grow as they realize that they can learn from mistakes and change outcomes. In summary, a solution-focused approach starts with the situation at hand, does not label or threaten, and invites the child to be part of the solution. Kids who are raised with solution-focused problem-solving instead of blame-focused punishment develop the ability to keep going in the face of setbacks, and this is certainly a power trait for life. For more ideas, refer to our book, Discover Your Child's Learning Style, or contact me, 805-648-1739, or m at learningsuccesscoach.com. You can also visit my website, schoolathomemadeeasier.com. Bye for now.